I'm a little nervous about this one. We've upped the level. We have upped the level. Hi, everybody. Welcome to church. Yes, 6 p.m. week two of 2022. A um, couple of things to say before. Are you pouring milk already? I'm, 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 I'm so nervous. Um, okay. A <laughs> couple of things to say. Firstly, um, thank you for the questions you've sent via WhatsApp. Uh, we have some for tonight. Uh, and if you have more questions, you're welcome to send them to the WhatsApp number that'll at some point appear on the screen. I also wanted to say thank you to um, Shingardas uh, in Port Elizabeth, who have sponsored two things. Firstly, the actual wings. And secondly, three of their sauces, one of which is uh, called the angry sauce. And I tested it before, and it's extremely hot. It is, I think, the second or third hottest we have on, on the table. So shout out to Shingardas tonight. And then shout out to some of our online community. Thank you for watching online. If you're watching on YouTube, please subscribe to our channel. Um, but we, the hottest sauce here, I think this is the wrong order. Um, That's the hottest. Yes. Yeah. The hottest sauce here is called the Insanity Sauce, and it was brought in from the States from one of our Durban online um, um, members, and it is over 2 million Scoville. You in, tasted it? In heat. Have you tasted it? I have tasted it, yes. Faith-stretching experience? It, po- it, it possibly was the most unpleasant five minutes of my life. So let's see how that goes. We're going to see if we're going to use it tonight, right at the end. Like, we did not marinate. You can't drink <laughs> already. You pray before you come we to church. We haven't marinated it. You drink milk before you eat hot stuff. <laughs> wow, that'll preach. How are you keeping, Kieran? You want to you wanna get going? I think so. I think, yeah, um, let's do it. In keeping with tradition, um, the spiciest one at the end, um, a series of, of uh, different spice ones, and uh, sort of entry-level weakest one at, to start off. 3,000 Scoville, no, 3,000 Scoville bought in Jutnag, Kericha. Yeah, very popular in Kericha, that sauce. So, uh, do you want to start with a bit of chicken wing first? We start and with a chicken wing, and then we go Are there chicken questions. wings available in the coffee shop afterwards? Anyone know? No? They are. Okay. They are. So you could, I mean, join me for the experience. These are great wings. It's hotter than, it's hotter than last time. Hmm. Okay, that's a good start. Excuse the rudeness. I don't know where this cloth is from. <laughs> Found it in the back somewhere. You used you used the wrong one. I used that to mop up the sauces. See, that's why I drank milk before. I didn't know what I'm coming into here. Go with your first question. <laughs> My first question. So <clears throat> tonight's about Christians, about people, questions orientated around 
uh, Christian people and their behaviors. My first question is, why, <laughs> why are Christians so high maintenance? It's a low ball. Um, my honest answer to that is that because we own our truth and everybody else lies. I think being a follower of Jesus encourages you to confess your sins to one another, to apologize, to be better, to step out of your past and into your future. And so I guess that comes with a lot of vulnerability and a lot of high maintenance. But I think the rest of the world is very often putting up a, a facade so that it looks one thing. But if you dig a little deeper, Every human being has their issues. We just own ours. Hmm. I'll eat to that. Good. We'll eat to that? I'll eat to that. So the next one is a Shingada's mild but mean sauce. It's got an eerie green color to it. So let's go. It's like it's liquefied, the chicken on top. Yeah, let's go. Mm. That's very nice, actually. Go to Shingada's. <clears throat> yeah, light and fluffy. Like a day in the green pastures. Give it a minute. <laughs> How's that milk? Yeah? Next question. Why are Christians so adamant we're in the end times? I mean, at the start of the pandemic, it was voice notes about 5G, end times, the Lord is coming. Um, we get this one so wrong. It's a bit embarrassing. I think we, we get into this space because when we don't know how to explain something any other way, we've always got the book of Revelation. Sort of the final capture. But we misunderstand the end times in a number of ways. The first is that there is the person of the Antichrist and the second is the spirit of the Antichrist. The spirit of the Antichrist has been in the world since Jesus Christ was raised from the dead. Because 1 John says, if any man claims that Christ is not risen from the dead, they are of the Antichrist. Antichrist means to be anti-Christ. You don't believe he's right. So that's a spirit, been in the world all along. Then you have the person of the Antichrist, that's connected with the second coming of Christ and the end of the age. Now the problem with that is that nobody knows the hour. So we always say that. We say Jesus himself doesn't know the hour. But I think I've worked out more or less. Well, I, I think it is bad faith to know that Jesus doesn't know the hour and for you to make a calculation on what you think the hour is. Stop it. You're scaring the children. And then there's one last thing about it, and that is what are we supposed to do about it? In other words... 
If you're not going to live any different, whether it's tomorrow or in a year, then your life is right with God. If you are going to live different, then you're living in fear, and that's not a good motivator. So I think it's a nice-to-know topic. We honor the Lord in it. We'll just be very careful. We don't mix five, six different theological things, make one big poiki, and serve it to everybody who asks us. I usually don't find happy in times people. They're very unhappy, very angry. Oh, they're angry. They're angry with the size of the coin and the triangle in the parking lot and the thing. They're just angry, just upset. So, there we go. Live in freedom. Yeah, live in faith. Take it up a level. Um, I think we're doing Shingada's next one, which is the Cheeky Chili. This is their level two. Let's do it. Why is there a big gap between level two and... I think this is like 5,000 Scoville, and the next one is 20,000, 35,000, 40,000, 1 million, 2 million. That's how our blessings are going to go. This is not a lin. <laughs> Oh, I like it. I like it. It's all thing. Shingard just nails it. Are you going all out, eh? Have you seen those TikTok things on how to debone the chicken wing? <laughs> I didn't know it was a problem. Okay. Next question, Kieran. This is a question from one of our, <clears throat> a question via WhatsApp. Okay. Are we as Christians against star signs? Definitely. And crystals. I'm just throwing that in. <laughs> I got a few friends that I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to come find you afterwards. Let me tell you the problem with that. The Bible calls that idolatry. It is to worship a created thing rather than the creator who created the thing. Wow. doesn't matter what it is. Stars, crystals, rocks, weeds. Pick your poison. If you are taking advice from it rather than the creator, it is an idol in your life. And what happens is, you start to believe the idol more than the one who created it. So you think that the stars say that Tuesday is your good day, but the creator says Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday is your good day. Now you diminish your expectation based on the stars when you could be looking at the rising star in our hearts and let him guide you. It just doesn't make sense. It is such a downgrade. It is such a downgrade. Wow. Here, I have a doorway to the creator of the universe. No, thanks. I'm going to hold on to this crystal from a rock there down the road. Makes no sense. You're going to be getting a different type of WhatsApp message next That's week. okay. Let's bring them on. I can block. <laughs> This is crystal. It came from the uh, America. Not that kind of crystal. What a setup. <laughs> that tells you what kind of people we got in the room today. Let's eat. This is 20,000 Scoville. It starts to pick up at this point. 
Welcome to your after you. Ah 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 ah! Hi comrade. You gonna get all of us? I suggest you ask me a good question now. Okay? I have to clear my mouth for the this The lips one. are burning and I haven't been kissed. Yo. Okay? <clears throat> We've got to pace ourselves here. This is a serious one. Serious one. Do I have to turn from gay to straight in order to be saved? Do I have to turn from gay to straight in order to be saved? That's an easy one. I thought you were going to give me a hard one. No. You have to turn from nothing to nothing except from your old, separated position from God and turn to Jesus as your Lord and Savior. Everything else will be the product of your relationship with Jesus, including working out whether you're straight or not. I think we must be very careful about putting obstacles in front of Jesus. I think we must come to Jesus and then I believe in the gospel so much that he with you will outwork your salvation as is appropriate for your relationship. And he will know better than me how it's supposed to work out in you. And I've got enough trouble working out my own journey to be picking up stones and throwing them at somebody else's. Spicy. This is the one that uh, got Mike on, on Staff Retreat. This is Tabasco. To be fair, all of Scorpion. <laughs> and, and, and Scorpion is 35,000 Scoville and the highest Tabasco goes anywhere in the world. Uh, the next one is, is the uh, Shingada's I'm Angry sauce. They sell this one at my spa and every time I go in there now, it looks at me. I shouldn't have teased my. Struggling. It was a mistake. <clears throat> Let's make this count for Jesus somehow. It's warm, eh? Went into my nose. 
I'm there. Okay. Karen, you need to ask something to distract. Here's another WhatsApp question. Should we follow the pronoun trend or not? <clears throat> you guys get the question? Should we follow the pronoun trend? The pronoun trend is what um, these teenagers are, are talking about on TikTok. Don't refer to me as a he or a she. I'm still working that out, so you might refer to me as a they, them. <clears throat> not a he, she, don't, don't predetermine that. Um, I'm not going to follow that. And I'll tell you why. I, I, don't, um, I don't want to uh, get into your calculations every time I see you. I don't want the burden of wondering where you're at. I just want to greet you. Now, biologically, you might say, well, I'm one thing, but physically, I'm one thing, but emotionally, I'm something else. I'm not greeting your emotions. I'm just greeting you physically. There where you are, I'm greeting you. Now, it's so biological that if they find your bones in the ground 100 years from now, scientists can say this was a female. Biologically. Now, how are you feeling that day? Unfortunately, I'm unable at a glance You see, we're going to get into big trouble on this topic. I know I'm going to get emails, it's fine. We're going to get into big trouble because one of these days, already it's trending, that you're not allowed to have a gender reveal party as a parent because now you're telling your child what your child will be. You must wait for your child to come to you at five and say, it's time for my gender reveal party. I've worked it out. I am what, what? I think... And I also think it's doing a bit of harm to the other conversations about sexuality and because now uh, the complexity of it has become so much that you might have very conservative people say, okay, look, everything's nonsense. And instead of having a valid conversation about some of those topics, people are going to write off. So I'm not going to. I think if... If you're biologically a boy, I'm going to greet you as sir um, and refer to you as he. And if you're biologically a lady, I'm going to refer to you as, as ma'am and her. And I don't know what they, them is. When I grew up as a young Christian, if, if, if you had more than one personality, we drove the one out. <laughs> Left you with the other one. So I'm coming far. So don't criticize me. I, I know I'm going to get... There's going to be a hate mail, I know. Okay, that was, that was a very hot question. Uh, I, I'm not very keen on the next two sources, but I think we need to go for it because of time. Shingada's final attack. I don't know if I should add any more. Why am I doing that? This chicken wing's already blessed. I'm still recovering from the Tabasco. I'm sorry, guys. If there ever was a swear word in me, it wanted to come out now, now. Well, there wasn't one. Now, this conquer on. This series ends next Sunday. After the fourth spice, you really don't know which one's still burning. It's Shingada's. <laughs> okay, talk to me. 
Here's another WhatsApp question. WhatsApp question? Hi. 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 <laughs> I would like to ask about Christians and alcohol. Is it really a sin to drink, or is it the act of drunkenness that is the actual sin? Okay. So there's a verse in the Bible that caused all the trouble. In one translation, I'm old enough to remember that translation, came out in 1948. It's the King James Bible. It's 1 Thessalonians 5, 22. And it says, abstain from all appearance of evil. So what people meant was, if it looks like it could, so if you're holding a beer, I don't know how many beers you've had, it looks evil, abstain from it. Subsequent translations clarified that because it's the only verse we could hang on to. Subsequent translations clarified that and actually says, and quite correctly, and it said it before the King James Bible and subsequent, it says, abstain from all appearances of evil to you. So if evil appears to you as alcohol, you know what it does to you and what it does to you is evil, you should abstain. It's not worried about if you got a problem, I must be careful. If you've got a problem, you must be careful. So, having some alcohol, there is no biblical grounds for saying it is a sin. Getting drunk is not only a sin, it's illegal. You can't operate a car if you're drunk, so don't try and prophesy. And live, you understand what I'm saying? You want to live up here, but you're not even making law. Made by Cyril. So I think we should be a little bit above that, hey? But uh, the Bible is very clear that I should be considerate to people around me. So if I'm going to invite people to a dinner, it's a church dinner, maybe a couple of church friends, and I don't know everybody's status on the alcohol thing, just ask. Would you be comfortable with alcohol or would you prefer something else? Because you might have invited somebody who's a recovering alcoholic and you just want to make sure there's an option there that doesn't make them feel uncomfortable and just be grown up about it and just ask the question, you know? And don't put somebody in an uncomfortable position. And then the final thing I want to say is, you know, having or not having alcohol doesn't make you more or less cool. But I'd be very careful about that because I've seen some people have alcohol. There's nothing cool about them whatsoever. Uh, came in a box and they're very quick to put their lives in a box. So I want to encourage you, it's not a coolness thing. Enjoy a glass, no problem. I enjoy the occasional Amarula. And uh, I'm not ever drunk. And... Um, I don't put anyone in an awkward position. I don't make a joke of someone who says, no, thanks. Interesting, though, that sports athletes, if they want to perform at their best, say no to alcohol. Eh? Interesting. Okay. Should we do one more? I think we're going to do two more. This is called the Californian Reaper. I think we stop there. You want to stop? No, I don't think we stop there. I think... No, I don't think we stop. I think we... You know, I've got tomorrow off... And believe me, you need it.
you I'm sorry. I'm not sure I see the point. Wasn't this your idea? You know, I got tricked into this. The young adults said, what's a good thing to do for an evening service? I said, why don't you do like a thing of the hot ones? And they said, cool, you do it. They were going to get the guy from the back who never comes on stage and make him eat hot ones. Yeah, but you've, you've been very good at this, Akira. It's that pastor's kid thing in you coming out. My dad had a strong word with me. He's like, Kung Fu Panda going on, yeah. <sighs> Next question from WhatsApp. Okay. Hey, I have a question. So it's a good way. Start. I was reading Matthew 12, and it talks about the Sabbath in verse 1 to 8, and I was wondering on which weekday does the Sabbath happen? Does it still apply to this day? And what counts as going against the Sabbath? <clears throat> I'm going to ask Siri to talk to you. No, I'll tell you. Um, technically, I just want to find something here in the Bible. There we go. To Colossians 2.16. Technically, the Sabbath was on a Saturday. And in the Old Testament, it is uh, a day of rest, and it is, in fact, one of the Ten Commandments to honor the Sabbath. In the New Testament, Christ fulfills the Sabbath, and our obedience to the Sabbath is twofold. The one is find rest so that you can get time with God. And the second is wow. <coughs> every day is a Sabbath day in Jesus Christ. We don't measure our relationship with him on six days are a burden, the seventh day is blessed. Every day is a blessed day. And I, I have a verse uh, to, to prove it. Colossians 2.16 says, Therefore, um, excuse me, I touched my nose now, it's, it's sore. Therefore, do not let anyone judge you by what you eat or drink, or with regard to religious festivals, special day celebrations, or the Sabbath day. These are a shadow of things that were still to come. They were not the reality. However, this is now found in Christ. Do not let anybody delight in false humility, worshipping of angels that seem to disqualify others. Such a person always goes into such great details about what they have seen, what they can do, and what they experience, that they simply get puffed up with idle, unspiritual notions in their own minds. This is a very powerful verse. It says, sometimes we compliment ourselves and make ourselves feel important because we've done some special day, went to church on Christmas or obeyed the Sabbath. But what this verse says is, that's not the measure. The measure is Christ is Lord of every day of the week, including Lord of the Sabbath. So I honor and I celebrate him. I don't wait for a special occasion. Every day is a special occasion with Jesus. That's the key. Kerry, let's do that last one. Are you willing to go to the uh, 
um, to the insanity level uh, with me. Just going to send it. Let's go. Lord Jesus, I just want to thank you for my life. My mom's watching. I love you. And my lips are sore. I did the same. You want to swap? I'm going to take this one. I'm not your guinea pig. <laughs> and you're good. Easy game. I didn't actually eat the other one, I swear. (laughs) You really didn't eat it. Oh, that's hectic. Dom from KZN. Thank you, but not not thank you. Okay, Kieran, that's very hectic. If you've got one rapid question, I can maybe get through that. That's me. You have no questions. I did this for no question. How are you feeling? <laughs> Did you have this? Yeah, I'm not good, eh? I could actually throw up. Um, I won't, I won't. Um, I wanted to wrap up. <clears throat> can I get you anything? Where's that ice cream? I can go get it. Yeah. Um, I wanted to wrap up a conversation about Christians and people and people doing the right thing and the wrong thing in Jesus. I think it's a, a big distraction to look at somebody else's life and then decide if you'll follow Jesus. <clears throat> I think the truth is we look at a perfect saviour and join the crowd of imperfect people. Because if we don't do that, we'll create false expectations of one another and we'll forget that it is Jesus we're all equally following and will eliminate the temptation of creating classes within Christianity, good and bad Christians and better and worse Christians. Ultimately, we just have more or less victorious Christians. I may be in more victory in more areas of my life than you, but we're all fighting and Christ is leading each of us into times of victory in different areas of our lives. And your victory will surely come at the appointed time. I'm quite possibly broken. Could we stand to pray? And she wasn't expecting that. (sighs) 
not afraid, wash me down next week. Um, but I want to pray that you will uh, look to Jesus and avoid the temptation of false comparison. Own your own truth and live by it. So Lord, thank you for the truth of recognizing that you're perfect and we're all imperfect. We're all working out our own salvation with fear and trembling. We're finding our victories. And some of us have had more victories than others, but our victory is coming. Thank you, Lord, that even when we fall, you lift us up and you're able to carry and sustain us. Where we've misrepresented you to the world, please forgive us. And where we need to do better in shining the light, please teach us how. That help us never to treat each other as an excuse for where we're at. And we ask that in Jesus' name. And everybody said, Amen. Amen. <laughs>